Welcome to Healing at the Speed of Light. Every week, we discuss how laser therapy is changing healthcare and how you can benefit. Now, here is your host and founder of Laser Therapy Institute, Dr. Jason Roundtree. Welcome back to Healing at the Speed of Light, your weekly laser therapy podcast. My name is Dr. Jason Roundtree, and I am happy to be with you again this week. I apologize for being a couple of days behind our usual Monday release schedule. I just got a little bit tangled up with the holiday and just did not get it done. But I wanted to go ahead and get some content out this week specifically to address the use of medications to help with pain. Now, I'm a chiropractor, so I don't prescribe medications, and I'm not going to tell you today if you should or should not take any kind of medications. Instead, I want to bring you some information from the research about medications because if you start thinking about pain and you start thinking about your solutions that are out there, you've probably at least considered over-the-counter pain medications or maybe prescription pain medications to help reduce your pain. So I think it's good to go ahead and pull back the curtain a little bit and talk to you about what the standard of care is, what that means, and, and why it matters to you as a patient. So standard of care is kind of the flow chart of how physicians uh, and healthcare providers should be addressing patients coming in to find solutions for pain. And not just for pain, but for, for many, really every condition out there has a standard of care. Now, the standard of care in many cases can be very, very old, very outdated. Um, or physicians sometimes just don't stay up to date on the changes in healthcare and the standard of care that exists. Now, the standard of care is established so that you use the most reliable and cheapest way to help patients get better, whether that is a cancer treatment or treatment for a painful condition like arthritis. So let's just take arthritis pain of the hip or the knee or chronic lower back pain. Let's talk about those today. That encompasses really most of the painful musculoskeletal conditions that patients come in with. Hip and knee pain from arthritis and also chronic lower back pain. That's very, very prevalent uh, across the country. And around the world, really, lower back pain is the number one musculoskeletal complaint that people will have. It's about 30% of the population at any given point is dealing with low back pain, and more than 90% of everyone on this earth will at some point have low back pain. Maybe not chronic low back pain, but most of us will develop some level of low back pain at some point. And a lot of people will develop arthritis in the knees or the hips. So if we're just kind of going on those musculoskeletal conditions as an example, the standard of care for those is to start with exercise and education. So that means if you go to your doctor with chronic low back pain or arthritic hips and knees, the number one thing they should work on with you is certain exercises to help strengthen and mobilize those areas and then also education on what to do and what not to do that would be agitating this problem. That's the number one thing. The next thing that they need to be doing is talking to patients about weight loss because especially for the back, the hips and the knees, if a patient is overweight or obese, you're applying a much larger force on that area than it's really meant to handle. And so if it's already degenerative and arthritic, or if it's inflamed and having problems, then that additional 
weight really has a lot more wear and tear that happens just on a day-to-day -day basis, even without, uh, you know, things like accidents, injuries, slips, trips, falls. So controlling the weight and, and having some exercises and avoiding the motions that agitate things really is right at the top of the list for standard of care. Now, unfortunately, many healthcare providers are not doing that. They are jumping straight past those steps. Exercise, education, weight loss, straight to oral NSAIDs or non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs like ibuprofen. They're jumping straight to those, either those medications or even stronger medications. Now that's not the standard of care, so why are they skipping that over? Well, this is a more recent change to the standard of care to include things like weight loss and ed education uh, on, on you know motions to avoid. So they're still operating with outdated information and it's easier to just get somebody on anti-inflammatory medications and you know that in a lot of cases they're going to feel better while they're on them and your doctor wants you to feel better that we want to do things that help our patients and we know that in a lot of cases these non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs do help people feel better now if those don't work then standard of care says you can then jump up to stronger prescription anti-inflammatory drugs followed by potentially cortisone injections or hyaluronic acid injections, and then going on to referral to surgery. But the problem starts when we skip those whole first steps on exercise, education, and weight loss. If we jump straight into NSAID drugs, like ibuprofen, and then to a cortisone injection, pretty quick we're talking about further degenerative changes, and now we're talking about surgery when we should have been talking about exercise and non-invasive conservative care right off the bat. Now don't get me wrong, this is getting better because a lot of folks when they go to their family doc with a back problem or a hip or a knee issue, they are coming away with a prescription for physical therapy rather than just a pain medication and that is good because many many times physical therapy can sufficiently address the exercise and education piece as well as weight loss which means which means that it's easier for your doctor to be able to send you out the door with something that will work and also stay within that standard of care. So we're moving the right direction, but there are still many, many physicians and other healthcare providers out there that are going straight to medications. And unfortunately, in many cases, going to options outside the standard of care to include things like opioid pain relieving medications. The problem is, opioid medications are not within the standard of care for a reason. In 2018, the American Medical Association said that opioid medications were not any better than non-opioid medications for pain relief. And we know that opioid pain medications are addictive and lead to much more significant problems. So not only are they not better than non-opioid medications, but they actually lead to, in many cases, addiction and addictive drug behavior. 80% of people who are addicted to heroin started with opioid pain relievers. And in 2019 alone, over 14,000 Americans died from prescription pain relievers, prescription opioid pain relievers. That's not even counting the folks that started using heroin as a replacement for opioid painkillers or fentanyl or any of the other drugs 
and overdose deaths are through the roof. We have overdose deaths topping 70,000 people in a year here in the United States. That was just in 2019. The data for 2020 isn't compiled yet, but it was way worse than 2019. And it's been getting worse every year, except for 2018. 2018 was one little bright spot. It looked like we were going the right direction. But 2019 was, again, over 70,000 deaths. We know 2020 was even worse. So the drug overdose problem in this country is out of control. And remember, a bunch of these start with opioid pain medications. And so prescribing opioid medications for a knee, back, or hip pain problem is really not appropriate, and it's not even better than non-opioid drugs. And if you're skipping the first steps anyway, you're really not following the best path forward. Talk to your doctor about this. Make sure you know why you're getting the prescriptions you're getting. Make sure that that is the really best route forward. Yes, medications might be cheap. They might be easy because you can just take them at home. And they, in many cases, might relieve pain quickly. But look, there are real problems with using medications for pain relief. For one thing, they don't actually correct the problem. They don't reverse the arthritis or remove the cause of the pain. They're going to help cover up the symptoms, but it does not fix the problem. And all medications have side effects. Some medications have so many side effects they can be addictive. But all medications, even your simple over-the-counter stuff, have some kind of side effects. Again, I'm not telling you to take medications or not to take medications, but I know a lot of my patients look at medications as an option and I want to make sure that you've got the data to consider what is really best for you and ask your doctor about the medications you have or the prescriptions that they're writing for you. Is this the best option? How long am I going to be using these? Will this fix the problem I'm dealing with? And if not, what are some additional options? Laser therapy is an alternative conservative care method, alternative to drugs and invasive surgical type applications. It pairs very nicely with exercise and weight loss and can help patients get through enough exercise to stimulate weight loss because the laser helps to control pain naturally. And it also helps to reduce and control the inflammatory process. This is very common in arthritic knees, arthritic hips, and low back pain problems. So why not use pain meds? All the reasons we just mentioned there, they don't correct the problem. They always have side effects. They could even be addictive and could be dangerous for the future. And all that despite the fact that they may be fairly cheap, they're easy to get, and they, in a lot of cases, do relieve pain quickly, at least, at least for temporary relief. But as far as effective options to help you on the longer term with pain control and gaining function, remember, you want to do what's going to work. And what's been shown to work best is to start with things like conservative care, exercise, education on what to do, what not to do, and weight loss. And laser therapy can help you get there potentially. To find out, go to lasertherapyinstitute.org. See if there's one of our clinics near you. If you have questions about this, please send me an email, info at lasertherapyinstitute.org. I'd love to be able to discuss this with you further. If you have additional points to make or you want to tell us your story, please send it over. We love getting emails from listeners. Thanks very much, and I'll plan to talk with you next week. Subscribe to this weekly podcast for more great information. 
find a certified laser therapy clinic near you at lasertherapyinstitute.org. If you're a healthcare provider, check out our practitioner-focused Laser Therapy Institute podcast. Thanks for listening.